0: dashboard effect podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. I'm Caleb Oaks. Caleb, today we wanted to talk about doing BI and analytics in the mid-market. And some of the things we've learned over approximately 300 customers and I mean, I don't know how many thousand projects would a lot, at least a thousand. A lot,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot.
0: Any more than that, likely. Right. Um, and uh, some of the things we've learned about how to do this well and cost effectively. Uh, some of this may be kind of obvious, but some of it's not really.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a good topic to talk about because there's not. It's it's specific to the middle market, right? You know, yeah. when you're talking about data and analytics, it's it's Usually geared towards a oh, lots of data, like that's what people are really interested in—is big data. You know, those big companies are doing crazy cool stuff on all these—you know, terabytes and terabytes of data. Right. And, you know, it's not not really applicable for the mid market. And there are some specific things when you're trying to do data and analytics in a mid market company that um, we've learned, yeah. and you know, we think we've got a pretty good way of doing it now. And yeah. I think we should we should share. It.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we definitely do. Our, I mean, our customers seem to think we do too. I, you know, we can start with, with sort of where we started in the middle market many years ago. Um, middle market typically is characterized by doing significant revenues. I mean, it's a real company. It's growing. It's not, it's, it's not a startup. Mm-hmm. Um, but very often doesn't have a mature data. BI analytics department. So that's sort of a first characteristic that you have to overcome. And uh, we've been hired many times to come in as consultants for a period of time, come in for a few months, sometimes a few years, providing that service instead of trying to hire that and mature that internally. Um, And that can work for sure. Um, You know, when you're trying to, to build an internal team, to start with, you're sort of hiring... I don't know. You're probably taking out four or $500,000 of payroll. You need three or four people of a certain technical level to come in and start doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by, by hiring someone to do it, like we have for these projects, you can avoid that payroll cost and get, uh, hopefully if you hire the right organization, someone who's already mature, knows it, knows how to do it, mature data wise, yeah. knows how to do it and so on. Um, but there are some problems with that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you think about kind of that journey for that, you know, mid market company, let's say you're the CIO, um, you know, and you start to realize oh, we need, we really need better, you know, business intelligence. We need better data. We need to get, get stuff to the business that if you ha- if you're not well versed in BI and data and analytics, which a lot of, um, CIOs just really aren't, you know, it's not kind of their, their bread and butter. Um, hiring a team can be daunting. Like, you don't know what you're looking for. Like what tax stack do you want to go with? What skills do you need to look for when you're even doing an interview? Like, how do you know the person's good versus not, you know, it's, and you have to justify all the payroll cost on top of that. So it's not quite as simple as, oh yeah, let's just build a team, right? Right. It, It becomes, becomes more challenging than that.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. So so you go outside, you hire a, a consulting firm, they bring in a bunch of engineers, they do the project. It's a lot more cost effective than going out and hiring that team and sort of having that cost ongoing. Maybe you can even capitalize this cost um so there's advantages there. One of the big disadvantages though is when you want to stop having that outside consultancy do work, now mm, what? Right. Who who picks up the care and feeding of this data warehouse or these days data lake house system. Um so now you do need to start thinking about, okay, I guess I'd you need a yeah. team, right. Right. Well, yeah. And
1: how many times have we seen after a project is done that the momentum at that company just grinds to a halt. Right. Right? They maybe hire somebody or they don't. Um maybe the person they hired decides to leave. Right. Um or just isn't able to do it the way that they want it done or continue what we've, what we've been able to do for them. And um, yeah, so it just stops like, and that's not good. And then you just wasted a bunch of money on a, on a BI project that's Potentially. now old. Right. Right, yeah. right.
0: And so you're, you're sort of going back doing projects here and there um, it's challenging. And if you want to hire in, internally when you're hiring one or two or three people to manage something that a consulting firm of say 30, 50, people were doing, you're sort of looking for Batman a little bit, you know, yeah. that full utility player that can do it all and has seen all the different uh, types of technologies and so on. And, and so where we've ended up, actually, um, after doing years of, you know, these big projects and then handing them off to teams and helping companies try to hire those teams and get them trained and so on, is providing instead almost a product as a service. So for, for a lower monthly cost, much lower than, you know, hiring that team, providing just that service ongoing, you know, building the the data pipelines and maintaining those. So um, if they break in the middle of the night, you know, uh, we get the alert and fix mm-hmm. it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we make sure we're watching the performance of the data lake house. We're building and improving the um, the data models and so on. And on top of that, having a a sort of bite-sized amount of report writing, too, just always going. And the reason we do that is we've learned that just delivering, even delivering a perfect report that was perfectly designed, um, perfectly researched, you very often don't end up with something yeah. that goes for very long before it needs changes.
1: Yeah. It's perfect for that exact situation and circumstance. Yeah. And then tomorrow everything's different and it's like, okay, this is still kind of good, but like, we need to do this. or We need to do that, you know, change it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think another point is, you know, how many times have you or us gone into a company and things are not documented people don't really know what the data means because they had somebody, put something together at one point in time and they never documented anything. And so now nobody really knows what's going on. So you kind of have to start over and that's such a hassle and such a pain. And you really need that like data continuity, you you know, continuity. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You need to keep that, that organizational knowledge, you know, alive as you build this thing out. And if you're having churn on people with people in, in your department, like,
0: It's a nightmare. Yeah, good luck. I mean, we've ridden along for that, watching people trying to build their teams and getting pulled back in over and over to fill that gap when someone doesn't cut it. Right. Or gets a better job and leaves or whatever. And
1: there's even been scenarios where we get brought in because the two guys that built their whole system decided to quit. Right, uh, And now it's like, we have no idea what's going on in there. And we that's need support. some help. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I was thinking, this, so that's all true. I was thinking also just about the need to just continually iterate reports.
1: Oh, right, And, yeah, and right. we've of learned course. that internally.
0: Like, you know, we're good at building reports. Mm-hmm. We have really good report writers. We can get them built anytime we want. We define them well. We do perfect wireframes. We make sure we do good discovery. Stakeholders are all bought in, signed off. We launch the report and Invariably, we're tweaking it within a month, sometimes within two weeks, certainly within many weeks we are. And um, when you bring in an outside vendor to help with this, you do have that disadvantage of, okay, you did the project, they delivered it, you ran it through user acceptance um, testing, everything looks good, great, you cut that vendor loose, and then in six weeks you realize, oh, we have these tweaks it's a pain to spin up the vendor again.
1: Yeah, right. And or so, yeah, right, exactly.
0: And so we've moved to uh a uh uh design okay. I guess a, a sort of product as a service where it's just continual Every month, there's a small number of hours devoted to building reports and improving data models and fixing KPIs and so on. So that as the company, you're not feeling like, ugh, we have to spin up a big project. We just have this built in for, you know, for a reasonable monthly cost that stays the same. We're just able to do that. We can get training if we need to. We can tweak the reports. You know, Blue Margin's taking care of the data pipelines and making sure those are working you know, yeah. uh, taking care of the cybersecurity and, and disaster recovery and all that stuff. And we think this is the right way to do it now. And we're finding with our clients, this is what they want. They don't want to have to build a perfect team. Generally, you mm-hmm. get to a certain size or, and actually certain organization personalities, they just want it in house. Yeah. But there's a lot where this just solves a problem so that they can work on their main business.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I think that that's, the biggest benefit that I see of of doing it that way with some sort of like almost department as a service really is that you've got, first of all, you know who to go to, you know, if you have a question um, you can get the tweaks you need when you need them, no matter how small or big they might be. Um, you have a team of experts that you can rely on. And you're not wondering like, I hope this person that I hired off the street is not leading us down a bad path, like it's yeah. all kind of handled. So I think that that's a, a huge benefit to doing it that way. And, and yeah, you're right. I mean, all of those things uh, that you mentioned are, are, we see as huge benefits and especially in that middle market space yeah. um, until you get to a certain size where it starts to make a lot of sense to have your own team.
0: And there may still be times where you need a project. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 service is great for ongoing, but hey, we've got you know we just bought four companies, um, and we have a whole bunch of reporting we need to get done for the board for our value creation plan um, to to be functioning well, to be able to monitor it, to be able to drive it well. Great, okay. So you you bring in that that outside consultant to do that, um, but we're talking about sort of the ongoing. Okay, you're in you're in more of a steady state.
1: Yeah. Right, so right.
0: I guess we're, we're, what we've learned, what we're trying to communicate is probably don't, if you're in the middle market, probably don't think, okay, I'm going to hire a consultancy to do a big project and then leave it with me and I'll figure it out. Um, the best results that we're seeing is find a partner that can actually provide some, some kind of ongoing service mm-hmm. that takes care of all those things. So you don't have to go out and hire those four people. Right. Right? Um, And you can keep iterating and doing the little things you need to do. You'll know when it's the time to hire those people. And maybe you'll start doing that soon and start building that. But you don't have to get it right, right out of the box to sort of catch this big project that someone's built for you.
1: Right, exactly. And if you find the right partner, they're going to help you know, make that call on when it's time to hire a team if it becomes appropriate. Typically, just to put a fine point on it, typically we see that it doesn't make sense until you're at a billion in revenue. Yeah. You know, and once you're there, then maybe yeah, it starts to be compelling to have that person. More cost effective. Yeah. Right. But but until then, like do it do it this way. It's gonna be cheaper and you're gonna get better outcomes and then it's not gonna add an extra layer of like management burden to somebody. Yeah. Right. COO or CFO or wherever you decide to put it.
0: True. Yeah. All good right. point. All right. Well, I think we covered what we wanted to. All right. Cool. Thanks, Kim. Thanks.
1: Thanks.